Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are glad to be in the house of God? It is a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because there he teaches us his word and his status. And the Bible says that we become more and more like him when we behold him through his word. Hallelujah. So anytime you hear the word of God and you allow the word of God to go into you into you, and become part of you, you are becoming more and more like Christ. Amen. The Bible says that we behold in a glass dimly. We behold the glass. We see ourselves dimly. We know in parts. We prophesy in parts. But when we come into his presence, we come to his word, and his word begins to have a, a free course in our life, then we become more and more like him. So as you stay in the house of the Lord, your life is being transformed. Amen. I say as you stay in the house of the Lord, your, house is, your life is being transformed. Sometimes you don't realize it. But then after a while, you begin to see that some things that you used to struggle with is falling off you. Some things that you couldn't believe that you could do, now you are doing them. Your life is being transformed. Why? Because the word is having its work in your life. Amen. The word is transformative. Amen. The word of God transforms lives. Hallelujah. That is why it's important all the time to come into the presence of the Lord to hear the word of God. Amen. That is why it's better to be in the house of God than to sit at home and watch uh, Facebook life or YouTube life. Because as you are watching, you'll be distracted. Something will flash on your Facebook and that will take your attention away. By the time you come back, you would have lost a key that was supposed to be the one to give you a breakthrough. Amen. So if you can, be in the house of the Lord. Somebody say amen. All right. Let's start today from Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to read from verse number 21 through to 27. Matthew chapter Number 7, verse 21 through to 7. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Are you alive this evening? Okay, let me hear you. I want my Wednesday church back. I don't enjoy this sanctimonious church at all. Wednesday people are supposed to be crazy people. You are supposed to preach with me. Not look at me. You are not audience. You are not viewers. Hallelujah. So I want my original Wednesday church back before COVID-19 came. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, 21. The Bible says, not everyone who says to me, this is Jesus speaking. So this message is from Jesus directly. Amen. I'm preaching Jesus' message. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does, somebody say he who does. He who does the will of my Father in heaven. Amen. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, we, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonderful wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I would liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended and the floods and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sun, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Here ends the reading of his holy word. So, you see, Jesus in this particular passage was comparing two groups of people in the church of God. The people who hear the word only and the people who hear and do what they said. Amen. And he started by saying that not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord knows me and is mine. And in the end, some people will come and say, 
We prophesied in your name. We did everything in your name. And you say to them, I didn't know you. Why? Because you are not doers of the word of God. Hallelujah. You are not doers of my word. And, and we, we're talking about becoming, what was the to- topic again? Faith in action. Hallelujah. Faith in action. And last week, let's rehearse a little bit of last week. Is that okay? Last week, we talked about two different people. How many remember? We looked at John chapter 5, and we looked at Luke, Luke chapter 8. The man at the pool of Bethesda. Amen. And I said to you last week that the name Bethesda means mercy. It's the house of mercy. Bethesda means house of mercy. The man was living in the house of mercy, but there was no mercy in his life. He had been impotent for 38 years. To be in the house of mercy or the house of God means that he was a believer. Which means that he falls into one of the categories of people that Jesus is describing. The one who built the house on a rock and the one who built the house on the sun. Are you with me? This particular man, having been in the house of mercy, falls in one of the two categories. Amen. And we realized last week that he must have fallen in the category of those who hear the word, but don't do. Amen. And then we also saw a lady in Luke chapter 8, the woman with the issue of blood. She also went to the house of God or where Jesus was, which means that she was also a believer in Jesus. Hallelujah. But she was not of the category of the man at the pool of Bethesda. Why? Because when she heard that Jesus was coming, she took a decision in her heart that she was going to go to where Jesus was. And even if Jesus will not lay hands on her or Jesus will not attend to her, if only she can touch the hem of Jesus' garment, she knows that her sickness will go. Hallelujah. And I I said to you that, you see, most of us have been in the church of God for years, like the impotent man. But not all of us are doers of the word. Amen. In fact, the majority of us are hearers and not doers. And Jesus said, I don't know you. I don't know you because Jesus is a doer of the word. Amen. Amen. Jesus the doer, we saw the, the, the 12 disciples in the boat. Jesus is walking on the water, and Jesus says, come. No, Peter, Peter asked, if it is you, bid me to come. And then Jesus says what? Come. All 12 people heard the command, come. But they all became like the impotent man at the pool of Bethesda. They never took the step of faith. Hallelujah. They never took the step of faith. They heard it and they pretend as if they didn't hear. Most of us are like that. We hear the word of God. We hear God's command, but we pretend as if we haven't heard it. Because doing is very, very difficult. Doing is is a, a little bit unnerving. Doing takes us out of our comfort zone. Doing is something that we are not comfortable with because we like to be in charge of everything. Amen. And when we are not in charge of everything, we want to blame everybody but ourselves. The man at the pool said to Jesus, I have no man. I said to you last week, it is the I have no man syndrome. I have no man to put me into the water when it's stirred up. That is why I am in my condition. I have no man. There hasn't been any Healer, come to the church of God. That is why my sickness hasn't gone. Are you sure? We haven't seen Benihin yet. We haven't seen Rena Bonke yet. We haven't seen any... Rena Bonke is dead. So if you are waiting for Rena Bonke, you wait for the rest of your life. But have you not heard the word be healed? You don't need Benihin. So long as you hear be healed, so long as you read the word of God, which says that God hasn't given you the spirit of bondage. God hasn't, he, he, he was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of your, of your peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, you are healed. Why don't you walk on that word? 
There is no man. There hasn't been a prophet. That is why my life is the way it is. There hasn't been, uh, 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 you know, pastor, our, our pastor, he only teaches. He doesn't do action. We want the one that will make people fall and some assault. And so when we get those miracles, that is when we will be healed. Hallelujah. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You know, this man was perishing in the pool, by the pool for 38 years, languishing. I mean, so somebody to be in a sickness for 38 years, obviously he's broke. Because he hasn't worked for 38 years. In the house of mercy. And when the prince of mercy came by him, he didn't even acknowledge him. See, most of us don't acknowledge power when we see power. Most of us don't acknowledge grace when we see grace. We don't acknowledge God's power, God's glory, even if he hits us in the face. That's why Jesus said that I will say to them, depart from me for I know you not. Because I've been around you. I've been by you. I've been in your house. I've been on your bed. I've given you dreams. I've given you revelation. I've told you that lift your hand that is, is falling down. That cannot, that feels so painful. Lift it up and you receive your healing. But you never did. I have, I've been in places, I say that if you, if, you, if you are sick in any part of your body, if you couldn't do anything, do it. They do, I have the back pain. Then they just do that, like that. No. Do something you haven't done before. And, and, and defy the pain. Defy the pain. That is taking a step of faith. Hallelujah. But I was like, no, no, brother pastor, you don't understand. You haven't felt pain before. That's why you are talking the way you are talking. <laughs> I, I, I can hear Matthew and Thomas saying to, to Peter, you haven't drowned before. That is why you are stepping out of the boat to walk on water. When, when, when the wind is, the waves are turning, you haven't, you haven't drowned before, you go. Already, we, even we in the water, we in the boat, we are struggling. You want to go into the, okay, go. Hallelujah. We have become people who are faithless believers. We are in the house of God, but we don't believe God. We don't believe the God of the house. We are in the house of God, but everything we have ever gathered in our lives, we gathered with our own hands. So what's the difference between you and a non-believer? I told you, if you look in your life and you cannot point to anything that you got through faith, you are not a believer yet. Can I challenge you? If you cannot look at anything or anybody in your life and you cannot... Put it at this is by grace. This is by God. This is good. This one God gave me, or God did this for me. You don't have your personal testimony, you don't have a relationship with God. You know of God, but you don't know Him because you haven't experienced Him. Amen. Peter experienced Him in a certain way. That is why he knew he could trust Him out of the boat. Hallelujah. He knew he could trust him out of the boat. Why? Because he had experienced him. He had an experience. The others were with him, but they were not sure. So we are in the house of God, but we are not sure about the God of the house. That's how come we we hear that somebody has come, we leave our church and go there. Because we are not sure of the God of the house. We are in the house of mercy, but the God of mercy, we haven't encountered him as yet. Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen, if you have a testimony, they can bring the one who raises the dead every five seconds next door. You will not move because your testimony alone holds you. Hallelujah. That's why many believers end up with all these fake people. 
who are using occultic powers. Do you know why? It's because even though we believe, we don't believe. So we want somebody who will do magic to convince us. And then we'll go and put ourselves under their spell. Hallelujah. That was what the, the man at the pool was waiting for. He was waiting for either the water stirring, uh, somehow the wind blows him from wherever he's lying to the water, or maybe a magic uh, healer will just come somewhere. Because yeah. he had no man. Brothers and sisters, you don't need a man. The word of God you have is enough. It's time to become somebody who acts on the word, acts on faith. Hallelujah. Act on the faith in the word of God rather than acting on something. You know, this woman uh, in Luke 8, she, I don't think she had seen Jesus before. I don't know. Maybe she had. Maybe she had not. I don't know. But she said that when she heard that Jesus was coming, somebody's testimony was good enough for her. Maybe a cousin or a relative had been healed by Jesus some time ago. That, was in, that alone is enough. There are some of us who will come to church. Somebody will come and give a testimony here that I had a waist problem, I had a back problem. When pastor prayed, my back is healed. You too, you have the same back problem, but you will never move to be prayed for. So that's, his, that's, that's your own. You, you are just like the impotent man. Miracles are happening around you and you are still there. How come somebody falls in and then wakes up healed year one? Somebody falls in and wakes up year two, year three, year four, 10th year, 11th year, 20th year. If it was me, after the person has finished falling in, I'll go and fall in again. Because whatever healed the person, at least there's some left in there. Hallelujah. If it were me, I would lie by the water. Even if somebody comes faster than me, as they are inside, I'll jump in. Hallelujah. He said that a lot of us, we are not receiving, we are not working in testimony because we haven't proved God yet. Amen. If God says that, try me, test me, try me, why don't we try him? Why don't we try him? Read the word of God. Hear God speak to you on a word and take a, take a, 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 a step of faith in it. You know, uh, there are a lot of times God will say to you, take a step of faith, take an action. Go to this place or do something. Give something. We will not do it. And you see, the spirit of God is a, is a gentleman. He will prompt you once, prompt you twice, prompt you three times. When you are not doing it, he stops. Hallelujah. See, I, I, for personally, I don't know why Jesus persisted with this man at the pool. Maybe because of mercy. Mercy canceled judgment. Because if really Jesus said that, I will say, depart from me, I know you not. So Jesus was supposed to say, depart from me to that guy. How can you be in a house of mercy for 38 years and not get anything? Because you are defying the principles. Hallelujah. I pray that we will not be in the house of God and defy the principles. It's not every time you should wait for a man. Bible says, cursed is he that dwells, believes, or, 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 or hangs and trusts in the arm of flesh. Hallelujah. Step on faith. Step on God. Amen. I say step on God. The Lord has been talking to you about starting your own business. So, pastor, you don't know, I'm, I've applied for uh, three applications, three interviews, I'm waiting. You are waiting for what? For a man. 38 years. We have a lot of need in the house of God. 
which can be met by faith. But we are going the way of unbelievers, the way of the world, which is whatever you need, work hard for it. Amen. I came to provoke somebody. I said I came to provoke somebody. Yeah. This fear of failure must leave us. Hallelujah. The fear that if we take a step of faith and we fall, it will be an embarrassment to us. No, it will not be an embarrassment to you. It will be an embarrassment to God. You didn't hear what I said. If, if you take a step, a step of faith and you fall, it will be an embarrassment to God, not you. That is why when Peter took the step of faith and he took a few steps and then he saw the wind and fear entered him. So unbelief came in and he was sinking. Jesus held him. Because Jesus knew that if the man sinks into the sea, it's his responsibility. Otherwise, Jesus would have, uh, Peter would have drowned. And that would have been the end of the story. But Jesus caught him. I prophesy to you that Jesus will catch you. Or oh, I said, I prophesy to you that as you take the step of faith, Jesus will catch you. Hallelujah. Why are you fearful of falling? You will not be the first to have fallen. And, and look at it this way. Failure is also part of success. You didn't hear that. Failure is part of success. It's, the, it's part of the process. It is not the outcome that is important. It's the process. God needs you to go through processes. Amen. Maybe Peter slipped and fell into the water because he needed some humility. Because if he had worked on it, to go and meet Jesus and walk back. The way the other this, uh, apostles and the disciples will struggle, he would have to go through some. <laughs> I am the water walking person. Hallelujah. See, uh, listen, I am the one who heard the word of Jesus and I obeyed it. No, no, no. no. Fall and stumble and see that it is not you. It is not him that will it. Or him that ran it. Hallelujah. He's the God of grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 verse 27 and 28. The Bible says, and it happened as he spoke these things. That a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said, blessed is the womb that bore you, and the breast that which nursed you. And Jesus said, no, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Hallelujah. So Jesus is describing those who hear the word and practice it as blessed. Amen. Amen. If we all kept the word we have heard and acted on them, we'll be faith people indeed. Hallelujah. If we all heard the word and acted on them, we'll be faith people indeed. If your experience in the past has made you doubtful, from today I prophesy to you, and I encourage you that become a doer of the word. Whatever word you hear, whatever word you read, whatever word is preached to you, believe it and walk in it. And the God of mercy, the God of peace will show up. Amen. All the woman had to do was press the hem of his garment. How many know that to go and press the hem of his garment was not an easy thing? First of all, she was weak. Secondly, she was unclean. Which means that she had to defy protocol. She had to go against the, the norm. She had to go against the culture. You know, and in those days, when uh, men gather, when there's any gathering, men are on one side, women are on another side. If Jesus was walking, then obviously there are a lot of men around and not a lot of women in the vicinity. 
Are, are you with me? So he has to defy that. And then another thing is that there are uh, thousands of people pressing on Jesus. So you have to really go and move people, move bodies. Are you with me? If Jesus is at the end of the, 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 the wall and you, you, she is here, she has to press and move bodies. Have you ever been in a place where there are a lot of people pressing like a stampede? There's a lot of people. It's not easy to penetrate, but she had to persevere. She has to persist. You see, acting on faith doesn't just oh, one action and that's it. No, it is a stressful thing. It is a persistent thing. It's a persevering thing. It's something that you must do and do. Sometimes it will look like it is not working. Sometimes it will look like this thing won't work. This thing, if I do, I will fail. This one, by the time I even get to that place, Jesus would have left. Something would tell him that you are not going to make it. But you have to defy not only that, that, that uh, uh, the king's, you know how many remember the king's officer? The king's officer who says that even if God was to make heaven's uh, windows open, heaven's door open. How can this word happen? Tomorrow by this time, word will not happen. Hallelujah. And I said to you, the king's officer sometimes is inside of our heads. Telling us that this thing will never happen. This thing will not happen. This thing can never be. No. Shut him up. I said shut the king's officer up. Shut every doubt up. And press on, persevere, persist, walk on. I told you, faith doesn't make sense until it's, the event has finished. After the event, when you look back, you see that, hey, I must have had a lot of faith. When I look back, how do you go into a country you have never been? And you go there at 9 p.m. And you don't know anybody. You don't speak the language. You don't even have a, a hotel booked. And I was driving in town. I was driving in, in Paris, in the streets of Paris. Everywhere looks like everywhere. I have never been there. I don't know anybody. I don't speak the language. It doesn't make sense to go there. When I had a, a nice home in the UK, are you with me? Looking back, today if you ask me that, go to Russia. New plans. You don't speak Russian. Go to Russia and, and, and go and go and uh, become a missionary. I don't think I'll just get up and go without knowing anybody. <laughs> Are you with me? But that's what I did. Faith doesn't make sense until after. After when you look back, I, I must have been very bold, eh? And crazy. Hallelujah. But, but that's what faith is like. Take that step. It will make sense. Everybody thought I was crazy, including my own family. My sister said, Did you, were you the one who killed Jesus Christ? Why do you want to go and die in somebody's land? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. The Bible says that for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Amen. For who, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he said, so I swore by my, in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. What Jesus, what Jesus was saying was that, what, what uh, the writer of uh, Hebrews was saying that, the word that was preached, we're all in church. The word was preached. We heard it. They also heard it. Are you with me? But the word which was preached, did not profit them. Because they did not mix it with faith. Amen. What does that mean by they did not mix it with faith? They did not take an action on the word. They didn't act on it. 
So it did not profit. Could it be that we are part of those who had the word not profiting us? Having not mixed the word with faith. Hello? So, you see, and the way to know whether you are part of those who had and did the word or those who had and didn't do anything is the profiting of the word. Verse, verse 3 says that for we who believed, we entered the rest. What it means is that there is a certain rest. There's a certain place that walking in faith takes you to. Are you with me? And there's a, the opposite of rest is what? Or what's the opposite of rest? Uneasy, uneasiness, unease. Struggle. Stress. Are, are you with me? There are a lot of us, we are supposed to be enjoying the, 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 the rest of God, but we are under stress. Because we are trying to use our own efforts to do what the rest gives us. Hallelujah. In, uh, uh, I think Psalm 127, it says that uh, the, the, for, for he gives his beloved rest. Let's look at it. Psalm 127, I think. There's a scripture there I want you to look at. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. It is in vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late and to eat the bread of sorrows for or because. The word for means because. Because he gives his beloved rest or sleep. Amen. So he's talking about two types of people. One who is using sleepless nights to build a house. And one who is building on faith. Are you with me? And, and, and he starts by saying that unless the Lord builds, the house that you are looking for, the, the place of accomplishment that you want to get to, unless God builds it, you will stress yourself till you die. Listen, it's more stressful to walk out of faith than it is to walk by faith. Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Amen. If you are not living by faith, you are living in stress. It is in vain to labor to build when God hasn't built. You will rise up early, stay up late. Eat the bread of sorrows. Whilst he gives his beloved sleep. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? I'm trying to challenge you to walk by faith. Don't depend on man. Don't depend on systems. Don't depend on people. Don't depend on jobs. Depend on God. Hallelujah. Do things in your life by God's grace. And by God's provision and by God's orchestration, not by, you know, you are trying to always, always trying to sort things out. It's a very stressful life. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a very, very stressful life. Hallelujah. And let's, let me show you why most of us don't like that life. The, giving his beloved sleep rest uh, life. The reason why we don't like it, we can look at it in Psalm 107. Come with you to, to Psalm 107. Twenty-three, verse twenty-three. Those who go down to the ships in, those who go down to the sea in ships to do business in great waters. Number one, we don't go deep. Amen. We don't go deep. In the word of God, we don't go deep. In our belief in God, we don't go deep. In our faith in God, we are not deep. We are shallow. But the Bible is that they that go down to the sea in big ships, 
to do business in great waters. They, the next verse, see the wonders of the Lord, which is in the deep. The wonders of the Lord, where is it? If you want to see God's hand at work in your life and God's power at work in your life, you cannot see it being a shallow Christian. You cannot be, see it being shallow in your word life. You cannot see it being shallow in your prayer life. You cannot see it being shallow in, the, in your belief system. You have to go deep in God. Hallelujah. I say you have to go deep in God. For he commands, the Bible says, because there he commands for, he commands and raises the stormy winds, which lift up the waves of the sea. Which means that even when you are serving God, you are working on faith, scary things will come at you. And guess what? God is the one who sends the scary things. He sends the scary wave. Do you know that Jesus sent that scary wave towards Peter's direction so that Peter saw the wind? He's the only one in history who has seen the wind. No man sees the wind. Everybody feels the wind, but Peter saw the wind. Hallelujah. You see, when you are afraid, you see things that don't, are not there. Have you ever been in a dark room by a dark house, you know, by yourself? And you see some shadows. You, you see somebody standing there. Somebody standing there like this. Meanwhile, there's nothing like that. It's just some light that has... But it creates a, 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 a face. <laughs> yeah. I remember once I was in the, in the basement by myself. I don't know what I was looking for. And I don't know who it was who saw the light. It was in the evening. Who saw the light uh, on? So they turned it off whilst I was in there. And in those times, there were a lot of things. Now they've, they've cleaned the place, but it was a lot of things. So you see things. All the chairs become human beings. Hallelujah. Me, I, one thing about me is when I'm afraid, you see, <laughs> one thing, I grew up in a house where I was the last born. Almost every time there were 16 or 17 young people in my house. And everybody wants to bully the one they can bully. Do you understand what I'm saying? So me, one of the things I've hated since the time I was, I was very young is bullying. I don't like bullies at all. I don't like people who bully people. I hate bullies. And I go after bullies. So anybody who tries to intimidate me, I go after the person. Are you with me? So when I am in a place and the light is off, I feel bullied. Do you understand that? So I don't like the darkness bullying me. So I decided that I'm going to walk around the darkness. To, to satisfy myself that the bully has not gotten the better of me. I remember I used to, I used to come here around 2 a.m., 3 a.m. by myself. Sometimes I'll be here, put the lights off, and I'll be here, I'll be praying inside. Because I don't like feeling, you know, sometimes you'll be there, then you hear something from the top. You know, when you're here, by, if you like, try it. One day, just come here in the, in the middle of the night. Put all the lights off. You will hear footsteps. You, Kieran, you, yeah, you hear footsteps. Oh, oh it's, not, it's, not, it's not a joke. It's, it's something that happens around. But because of that, I will come and I will put the lights off and I will be walking around. I don't want any light on. Then I will be walking around, walking around praying. I say, if you are a man, come. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's me. I'm not saying do that, but that's me. I don't like, 
I don't like bullies, so I like to bully bullies. Hallelujah. But you see, God will always send the storm when you are in the storm. Remember, he is the one who asks you to go into the storm. They that go to do business in great in ships, in great waters, they are the ones who see the wonders of the Lord, which is in the deep. For there, God commands the waves, the stormy wind, to lift up the wave. Who do you think that the wind is being lifted up for or against? Is it not you? It's, it's being lifted against you. They reel to and fro. They stagger like drunken men and are at their wit's end. See, the thing about walking in faith is that always you feel uneasy. Always you feel like, you know, when we're in, uh, uh, in France, I never worked for a whole year. I didn't work. I wasn't earning any income. The church wasn't paying me. So at the end of each month, I don't know where my salary, is, my uh, rent is going to come from, from to pay my landlord, my landlady. But for some reason, somehow, see every time when it's 21st, you start feeling, this, this, this. How many have felt that before? You're not sure what is happening by 22nd, 23rd. But somehow, before the, the end of the month, money would have come from somewhere to sort that bill out. Hallelujah. He said, they are at their wit's end. And they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distress. God will always bring you out. I say, God will always bring you out. Sometimes you don't know how. We don't know when. You don't know how, who he's going to use. But somehow, God will bring you out. Amen. And he calms the storm so that the waves are still. Listen, the, the, the one year that we really enjoyed, my family and I really enjoyed, was that one year that we were not earning any income. We went, to, we went to Disney. How many times did we go to Disney? Well, like three or four times. Uh, you know, France Disney is not it's simple. It's very, very expensive. I don't know how. But we always, and then there was a restaurant that when you go, they, they show you the raw meat. They show you everything. And as you are sitting there, they cook it for you. We're always going there to eat. Always going to the restaurant. When we, when we get bored, then we carry ourselves. We go to the restaurant to go and eat. So we, I think we ate all the menu, everything they had. Because today we tried this. The next time we tried this, then we tried it. We became like this. <laughs> because he gives rest to those that take the step of faith. When we were working, I was working, my wife was working. We were in our, land, in our boat of safety. We didn't go to restaurant that many times. <laughs> You'll be lucky to get even Nando's to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this is a proper five-star hotel. We're always there. They knew us. The missionaries have come. <laughs> come and eat and go. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying to teach us to become people who act on God's word. Amen. Listen, I want to encourage you, try it. Try it. When God speaks to you, take a step of faith. Try it. Amen. How many are going to try it? Let me give you, my time is up. Let, let me give you five things quickly. Five, I'm going to list them. I'm not going to preach. Five things that how we ought to conduct ourselves. Today is the last time we are going to be talking about faith. For now. I like, I, faith is one of the topics that I can preach and preach and preach and preach and never get tired. Because I love testing God. Amen. See, the first thing that you need to do when you become a man or a woman of faith is that it stops you from worrying about tomorrow. Amen. 
you become somebody who does not stress. For me, as, as a, a normal person, if the trouble is coming tomorrow morning, tonight I will sleep and sleep sound. You know, these are tossing and turning, tossing and turning. No, 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 no. Now I'm worried about something's happening tomorrow morning or something. No, no, no. Be anxious for nothing. In uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 16, that be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. Be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your request. Let's say, cast your cares upon him. Amen. First Peter 5, 7, says, cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. So you become a man who takes action, or who takes, who acts on God's word. You become somebody who does not, you don't worry. How many know that life becomes better, you, are, you feel more healthier if you stop worrying? You look even more beautiful. Those who stress, they die early. They get sick early. Are you with me? A lot of sicknesses and diseases catches them. Those who have no stress, they're always young. They always look young. Hallelujah. Stop worrying about. But Jesus, how many of you by worrying can add one millimeter to your height? You can't even add one cubit to your height by worrying. So why worry? Amen. Stop worrying. Because all, you see, the, the worry is a sign of lack of faith. The worry is a sign of you wanting to be in charge. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are worried, you are stressed because you want to be in charge. You don't want anybody to, you don't want anything to be, go wrong or anything to be, you know, without your, under, out, out of your control. That is why you are stressed out. Hallelujah. But leave everything to God. Amen. And you see, when you are a man who walks in faith, you become confident and brave. Amen. You become confident. Second Chronicles 16, 9. He said that for the eyes of the Lord run through and fro throughout the whole world to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Amen. In Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Hallelujah. Be confident and be brave about the God you serve. Did you hear me? Number three, you experience joy. Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. You experience a certain joy when you become a man or a woman that takes action or walk on faith, there's a certain joy in your Christian, your Christian life that you haven't experienced if you have never walked on faith. Are you with me? Trust me, when somebody's sick in the hospital, or you go and somebody's sick and you pray for them and they receive their healing. A certain joy that comes into you, you can never buy. When God uses you to heal somebody, God gives you a word of knowledge and you say to the person, and that is the key to the person's life, or, or the, the thing that has been worrying the person, you just called, the Lord is telling me to tell you A, B, C, D. And the person says, wow, how did you know? This is exactly what I'm going to do. And then God gives you a way out and you give them that way out. And they go and use it and it happens. There's a certain joy that you get. And even a certain enhancement of your faith in God, that comes, that prayer cannot give you. Fasting cannot give you. Hallelujah. You become immovable when you're a man who takes action on the faith. 
Psalm 125 verse 1. Those that trust in the Lord shall mount up, shall are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. Amen. Those that trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion. They cannot be moved. Things will come. Situations may come and go. Things will change, but you will not be moved. Why? Because you have trusted in God. God has shown himself strong. God has come through for you in the past. So why are you worried? You will not be worried about this situation. Amen. They are like, Jesus said that they that hear the word of God and do them, they are like the man that built his house upon the rock. The rains came. The winds blew against it, but it was firm. Could not be moved. Are you with me? But they that hear the word and don't do them, the rains come, the winds blow, and they washes their house away. Because they built it on the sun. I prophesy to you that your house will not be moved by the rain. You will be unshakable because your house will be built on the rock. Amen. And see, once you test God in one area, and God comes through for you, you see that in every area of your life, miracles will start happening. Because once you have proved him in this, you prove him in that. You prove him in that, you prove him in that, you prove him in that, and each way he comes through. Hallelujah. Each way he comes through. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29 and 30. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Hallelujah. They were all our examples. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 says that as his divine power has given to us all things that pertains to what? Life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we are partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through last. Amen. We become partakers of his divine nature. Partakers of his grace and glory. Walk in God's provision. Under God's provision. Amen. I see you walking in God's provision. I see you becoming that man of faith. That woman of faith. It's not a man of talk. Away with the talking. We've talked too much in the house of Bethesda. And still being in our sickness. Still being with our infirmity for 38 years. It's time to be like the woman at the well. The woman who held the hem of the garment. It's time to be like the, the leprous men. That went towards the camp of Syria. And received their provision. Hallelujah. Because the thing that they were afraid of. Or the thing that caused them shame. God used that thing to cause them their victory. May God give you that victory as you walk in faith. Stand.